Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Time now for Ken and Curtis with Ken Laird and Chris Curtis on WEEI. Right, back in our Ford Clubhouse Fenway studio where only winners play. That's why Chris Curtis is here. Red Sox a winner last night, Chris. Huge game. Oh, Only four games under. You know what? This, the thing that sucks about Waka is that he's doing all this to get paid elsewhere. <laughs> no, don't say that. We already had Kike promise that they were going to uh, spend big money to bring a, bring a measured, uh, improved team last, next year. Okay, so we're... More likely Brian Hoyer calling plays or Walker <laughs> returns. That still may happen by week eight. By the way, very active last week in the uh, sideline huddles. A lot of Hoyer. A lot of Hoyer. I almost tweeted about it, then I bit my tongue. Because nothing else in the game went as planned or as expected by me. Uh, two biggest stories of the week. Give me your two biggest. You, okay, you're very... on the morning show all week. Very easy. A lot of news this week. A great, I mean, in terms of content, great week. Not a great week for the Patriots. Two biggest stories. Number one, and I think it's number one by a pretty wide margin, is the historically bad rating over the last 20 years of the, of the season opener. The season opener had been in the low 30s, even with Cam in a pandemic year, which was, you know, the ratings were down everywhere. They were up to about the 35-37 range for the banner-raising openers, which obviously stands to reason. Mm -hmm. But you're looking at a 32-33. They did a 23-9, down over 30% year-to-year. Now, when you say historically bad, have you gone back over the last 10, 20 years and compared? I mean, I'm not doubting you. No, no, I just said during the Belichick era. I mean, I haven't seen every single season opener. Yep. But basically, the team was in the 30s, by and large. There were some years like... When Brady came back from the suspension, it was just insanely good ratings. So there's there's outliers. Yep. But last year, as a season, through 17 regular season games, they averaged a 31.5, which includes the Brady return, which did it in the 40s here. So that number is important for one reason. Well, multiple reasons, but the biggest reason it's important is that actions speak louder than words. No matter what people say, you judge them by what they do. And... The, the voters, with their time in Massachusetts, in the Boston metro area, elected in large part to either turn it off at halftime, not engage throughout the game. And that, for Robert Kraft, is the single number one barometer that he'll utilize to understand the ramifications of decisions Bill Belichick has made as a head coach and general manager. Nice weekend last weekend, now. Perfect weather. Right, and if you go back, you have this thing on the internet, you can look back at the first week's games, weather, Mm -hmm. the first couple weeks of September in Boston. Probably hurricanes. I mean, Hurricane Bob, they didn't do very well. That's what I'm saying. Compare it to the Hurricane Bob (laughs) year. The perfect storm lookout. 
but they uh, the weather's always nice here during this time of year. So that is not a uh, people say red zone. The red zone's been around. And there had to have been the last two years a um, a curiosity factor week one to see how Mac did, how Cam did. You had new quarterbacks. Now you had kind of the same old, same old. So the curiosity factor was down a little bit. I would say weather and curiosity factor don't overreact to the ratings week one. Okay, what about the ratings in the preseason? Well, the preseason, God, you want to bitch at Belichick about something. Didn't they totally mismanage the preseason? This offense should have been playing like three quarters every one of those games. They treated week one like a preseason game. Right. Unfortunately, the vanity of Bill did not allow for the offense to have growing pains on national television. That's the reason. There's no other reason that that didn't. What do you mean by vanity? That he didn't want to be embarrassed when the team wasn't ready to perform on offense. In the preseason. Right. You could be right. I mean, maybe he just thought, you know what, people are going to overreact to this. Let's just let's play it for real in a practice, and then in the games we'll put the scrubs in. But this is a carryover. We're, you know, your ratings points are totally off, but it's okay. <laughs> um, but even going back to the OTAs, he canceled OTAs. I mean, the, the, right. the there has not been any sense of urgency. Yeah, of all years to cancel the OTAs. It's just bizarre to me. I mean, ob- even if everybody was still back, Josh was back, and let's say they added, you know, uh, Justin Jefferson made an unbelievable trade with the Vikings. Who the hell knows? They have a, a number one receiver and Josh is back. They would still need to maximize that time. I was told that the reason the rookie receivers sucked was because Brady didn't participate in OTAs. Well, that's true. And now you have the head coach? And not only that... That probably set Jacoby back years. He could be a superstar right right now if it weren't for Brady. I always said he'd be Jerry Rice. (laughs) Uh, But even you go into into training camp, there was a rainy day they canceled it. Like, it was such a bizarre approach. So, yes, I believe the biggest reason that you didn't see the offense with Patricia and Judge calling plays in the preseason for any prolonged stretch was because they weren't ready. And Bill did not want them, and maybe it was to preserve their sort of self-esteems and egos and didn't want to bury the morale, but either way, you need to do it. I mean, it's going to be, you're going to be exposed at some level at some point if the team is not ready to perform. So Well, and they were last week, seven points. It was it was a tough watch. It was embarrassing. It was uh, cookie cutter bland. It was, it was not, didn't didn't give much hope, I guess. Going forward, except for the Kendrick Bourne factor, which is that is that in your uh, top right, so two number three? Number two is quick, simple. Uh, Albert Breer reported, and I guess I quote tweeted him, and he's been saying this for a period of time. Love you, Bert. Don't listen all the time. So uh, he reported that the Patriots never contacted Bill O'Brien. That Bill's family still resides in Houston. He's coaching in Tuscaloosa. And that he would have loved the opportunity to work with Mac, who taught Bill the Alabama offense right. in Boston because he's from here and he would love to live with his family. That never happened because, according to Burt Breer, Bill O'Brien, had he been successful this season coaching Mac Jones, would have had opportunities maybe as a head coach in college or the pros and would have left. So the reason you now have... How about, now, now, how does he know that? I mean, I'm not... Breer's a good reporter, but where where is he getting that from? That is a blockbuster. That sounds like it's coming from Bill O'Brien. Who else would know where his family is living? But if they never called... If Bill never called Bill O'Brien... is So Bill O'Brien's just speculating, this is why Bill, Belichick never called me. Well, my guess is Bert talks to Bill O'Brien, and then he talks to people in the league, and they're looking to theorize what's going on. And they say, yeah, Bill didn't want to have someone that was just another year and gone. 
So this tells you two things. One, that is a horrible way to run a business if Burt Beer is correct. Two, Matt Patricia is your offensive coordinator. His only selling point to Bill Belichick is that he's not going to be scooped up and taken away from the organization. And that's why he has the position he holds. I mean, that is a that is a that cuts like a knife, that report. If it's true or if it's not true, then it like frames Bill in a very bad light, which might not be accurate. And Bill's not going to respond to those reports. But I find that don't you find that hard to believe that don't you believe more along the lines of, as he's always said with Saban, he doesn't want to poach his coaches. I understand what you're saying, Ken. And, and this report stopped me in my tracks. I was was yeah. on the background. I was, you know, giving James a quick little bath. We're we're watching Comcast because Trenny got married. Congratulations! And uh, it it was, and I t- I quote tweeted it, and several people replied saying, "Yeah, he's been saying this for a period of time." So it, it makes sense because we all presumed that this was going to be a standover year because Bill O'Brien owed it to Nick Saban. That's not true. Nick never said no. Bill never asked. But it was his first year there, right? He had been in Houston through 2020. He was That was his first year with Bama last year. So he, you would have been poaching him after his first year with Saban. Right. That would have been seen as dirty. Okay, Ken, I, I don't know what's dirty with Nick Saban and Bill Belichick. All I'm saying is that the reason he wasn't pursued has nothing to do with Nick Saban. It well, it ever, might. Is, didn't they say that in the coaching documentary that we never we have an agreement not to take each other's talent? Right. Does Josh and Bill get along right now, Josh McDaniels? Josh McDaniels and Bill O'Brien. Bill Belichick. Oh, Belichick. Yeah, they seem to. Okay, so he took several that people. That was not after the first year. What? I mean, Who did he I, take? He took, Ziegler was just given the position when Casario left, and he bolted to be with uh, McDaniels in, in Vegas. Yeah, that's true. I mean. That's true. I, th- I don't know. I guess they don't have that same arrangement. Uh, but they did look chummy on the field no, but in the preseason. Nick and Bill weren't talking about their arrangement. They were talking about how they view coaches that leave. Oh, okay. But then that so, should apply to Bill O'Brien in this case. But Right. I, and I'm not reporting this. I'm reacting to, and it, and it stands to reason, because in every facet of the Patriots' operation right now yep. are people that fall in line for Bill. And they, will be long timers. They, they, they are Matt Damon's friends in Goodwill Hunting. They would take a bullet for you. And that is scary because power corrupts and absolute power corrupts all. And that's what you're witnessing right now. And that's why with the Bourne conversation, it is so heartening to hear through Tom Curran, the Patriots ownership speak out. Well, I think that's number one. If you want the biggest story of the week, that to me is it. That Kraft is getting involved. Nobody's disputing it. And Kendrick Bourne yesterday is admitting he's going to have a bigger role this weekend. That goes back to Kraft getting involved in drafting Mac and having a more collaborative process with the whole thing. It's unbelievable. So, so that is big. And it, and it, I think it could be... Broken on Gresham Keefe, by the way, by Tommy Curran. Exactly. And um, that got a lot of great run. Um, and the other thing is, is that I think that these could all kind of be together, right? If this were in a vacuum and the Patriots had a normal offseason, they had named an offensive coordinator... And they had a game where their receiver from last year who performed well wasn't in the game plan. I don't think we hear a peep from Robert Kraft. Mm. I think that this is the ramifications of several actions by the head coach where Robert was like, okay, I gave you the benefit of the doubt that the preseason was the preseason, that they looked better at practice, that we were going to see something what you and I were wrong about when I said that they would have things in their offense that we hadn't seen yet. Yep. 
So Robert's sitting up in the high chair with Mike Tyson, and he's like, okay, this is, this is not what I'm paying you, whatever it is, a year for. Now it's affecting my business. Correct. Now fans are panicking or not tuning in. Right. And God knows I, they probably have the revenue about the pro shop, all the, you know, they, they have much more financial sort of information about the interest of the fans than we do. But if it's similar to the people that watched the game versus didn't, 25%, 30% is a pretty big chunk of change. All right. So do you believe this Burt Breer report? Let's start there, because I think this is the most interesting thing that I have a, I have a hard time um, coming to grips with, to be honest with you. Because as you know, my belief all along has been this is a bridge year to Bill O'Brien. He didn't want to poach him after a year at Bama. That's the long-term plan. He'll get him back next year as a coordinator. And therefore, he decided to go path of least resistance, which is not that at all. It's a mess right now. <laughs> Judge Patricia So what Hoyer. do you say if Matt Patricia is back next year? And Bill O'Brien is not here? Right. Then well, I was wrong. I mean, then, then you know... <laughs> Then I guess Burt Breer was right, you know, but and he, and he didn't feel like O'Brien was a long-term candidate. Which an, is, another good point: somebody just texted in Casario and Burt are buddies from both being here. He would have the Houston side of it. That's probably why I knew about the Houston family situation, that dynamic, and nobody knows better about the intricacies of how Bill is going to build a staff. Bill Belichick is going to build a staff better than Nick Casario, having been at his side for what fifteen years. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's, uh, Mike and Framingham. What's the way in on this? Let's go to the phones early here on Ken and Curtis. Hi, Mike. How you doing? Uh, Bill, Br- Bill Brayer said that thing about uh, Bill O'Brien. Why didn't he get a quote from Bill O'Brien then? Because why would Bill get into the middle of a, giving a quote to Burt Breer? It's much better for all these parties to speak through sources. Why didn't Robert what, Kraft what, 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 give a quote to Tom Curran about Kendrick Bourne? Well, so you guys have a deep throat. They're afraid of get, yeah, this stuff getting out. Well, I mean, can you ask, answer problem. that question, Mike? Why didn't Robert Kraft give a quote to Tommy Curran? I, I don't know if he did or not. He didn't. But I don't know if it's true or not. Why, why <laughs> what? I mean, he, obviously he, it is. They haven't disputed it. If, if, I, if I own a company, I don't care. If I'm going to say something, I'm going to say something. Everything is hush-hush with the, with the Patriots. That's a certain thing. If you interview Belichick, you can't get any information from him. Mike, but then somehow, Robert, Kraft, Robert Kraft made it a point to communicate with Tommy Curran without giving a quote regarding his okay. sentiments on how the offense looked and more importantly and specifically, the usage of Kendrick Bourne. He did not give a quote. He was not on the record. Why did he do that? Now let's take the topic at hand. We said Bill O'Brien. Why is Bill O'Brien not giving it to I just name? said because this is how it's done all across the NFL. Oh, see, you, you pick one guy, but then none of those coaches ever say anything. What are you talking about? So I just gave you an example. You said you don't believe a story unless it has a quote with it. We all believe that Robert Kraft is frustrated with the offense because of information. Give me one one example of a Patriot coach ever saying something that that goes against Belichick. One example. It never happened. Eric Mangini does it all the time. Is he a coach? When he was a coach? I don't know what your point is. So you don't believe it unless there's a quote from the actual person? I don't believe it because it never ever happened. What? Even even when you have um. Oh, do we lose Mike? (laughs) All right, thanks for the call, Mike. Well, he doesn't believe it. I mean. Okay, but that's the only answer you have. If you're a Belichick stooge, the only answer you have is you don't believe the report, right? Because it's indefensible. It's just perplexing. It's 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 mind-boggling that you would pass on Bill O'Brien. Because he was going to leave after a year. Well, we also have... Okay, Mike, listen to Tom Curran again. This time on WEEI a couple weeks ago. We cited it last Saturday. He told Merloni, Fourier, and Mego that the reason they did not 
appoint Nick Cayley, the offensive coordinator, when Josh McDaniels went to Vegas was because he didn't want him to be good for a season and be scooped up by another team. We know that for a fact. Well, Breer said said on Cayley's situation, he didn't have a contract passed this year, and quote, one of the reasons he didn't sign an extension is because he couldn't get clarity on his role, end quote. Right. So Cayley's confused. But, it was refusing to sign. But just stick with so it. So he's like, he's basically lashing out at Kaylee. You don't want to sign long-term? F you. You're the tight ends coach. No. He, well, according to Tom Curran, who we pay to come on WEI, yep. he said that the reason Nick Kaylee is not the OC is because Bill didn't want to have to replace another coordinator, which falls in line with the reporting of well, Albert Breer. Well, that's not what Breer's saying. No, I, that's that he didn't want Bill O'Brien because they didn't want to have a guy in for a year and then have to get someone else. Okay, well... All right, let's unpack this. More to unpack. But don't, what don't you understand about that? I don't understand. The, you're, you don't believe Breer's report on no, Kaylee. No, I'm saying that this we have two separate reports yes. about Bill not wanting to put someone in the offensive coordinator position for fear of having to replace them after a year, separately at different instances. Not really. If you believe Breer, Kaylee's the one that's not signing here because he's not getting promised the role. Okay, Nick, can we come back with the audio that we used last Saturday well, of well, Tom Curran? You're citing Breer's report as the biggest thing of the week, and then you're not believing the second half of the Breer report. No, I'm saying that all makes sense. He wasn't appointed the offensive coordinator because he was told that he, or because Bill didn't want to have to replace him in a year, therefore he's not signing an extension because he's uncertain about the future of his role with the organization. That's not the way Breer's phrasing it. Breer's <laughs> saying Kaylee is not signing the extension because he's not given clarity on it. Exactly. We agree. Okay, so you're saying Bill is not giving him clarity because he's not promising him the job after two years or he's afraid he's leaving. Which one? He's, he doesn't know what his role within the offense will be, so he's not signing a contract without having clarity of what his role will be. Who would? I know, but you're saying Bill's refusing to, to put him as the OC because he's afraid Kaylee's going to leave. That's not really what Breer's reporting here. Okay. Do you know the timing of when Tom Curran got the information about who was appointed? I don't know anything. Well, obviously it was well before this story. Well, this is the latest, fr- uh, greatest, which you're propping up as, as the biggest story yeah, of the week. The only thing you can do right now is try and muddy the water. I'm, I'm honestly not trying to muddy the waters. Can we clear this up? Nick, on the Nick Kaylee is not the coordinator because Belichick doesn't want him to leave. That's not what Breer's reporting. Can I read you He's verbatim? He's uncertain about his future. He, Breer notes of Kaylee. He doesn't have a contract passed this year. In fact, my understanding is one of the reasons he didn't sign an extension is because he couldn't get clarity on his role. So Bill's not giving him clarity. Bill's not giving him a role. I don't know if Bill offered them the job or not, but Kaylee's saying, I'm not signing an extension with you. Nick Kaylee will be out of the organization at the conclusion of this season. Well, he might now, based on this. I mean, based on mistreatment by Bill or whatever, whatever you want to say. Anyway, six one seven. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that we played audio of Tom Curran okay, that falls in line with what we're talking that. about. Okay, let's play that audio when we come back. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Ken and Curtis, we are live at the Ford Clubhouse Fenway Studio before all weekend home games. Brought to you by your New England Ford dealers and Ford trucks, the official truck of the Red Sox. Nick Lapan has your training. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Boston Sports Original on the go. Wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. We're right back to it. Ken and Curtis on WEEI. Their answer was Garrett Stidham and Brian Hoyer. And fortunately for them, Cam Newton was still unclaimed by the end of June. They said, oh, bring him in. And he was better than those two guys would have been. Fortunately, they got Mac Jones, and, and things are going to be looking up. But they didn't have a succession plan then. They don't have a succession plan now. My understanding is Nick Cayley, um would probably have been your McDaniels type who would have ascended. But when McDaniels wanted to bring him to Oakland, excuse me, Las Vegas, he was blocked. The Patriots wouldn't let him go. I think Bill might have been fearful that, you know what, if we ascend this guy to offensive coordinator, I don't want to be replacing him in a year anyway if he decides he wants to go someplace else. So the easiest thing for him to do was say, we'll just duct tape it, put some bubble gum on it, should stick together for the year, we're smart guys. And I think there's kind of been a cavalier approach in that way. Tom E. Curran, NBC Sports Boston, and our staff here at WEI. That was a couple weeks ago with Merlodi, Fourier, and Mego. This is Ken and Curtis on WEI at Fenway Park and our Ford Clubhouse Fenway Studios. And Curtis uh, citing that evidence as... Uh, coinciding, I guess, with the report this week from Albert Breer that Belichick, uh, to paraphrase, didn't call Bill O'Brien at all because he was afraid he was going to leave after a year. But Breer also reports this week that Kaylee's situation was a little bit different. Depends who you believe here, I guess. Kaylee tried to go to the Raiders. That's That we can agree. Why is that? Um he liked McDaniels and thought he had a better opportunity there. So if, if he thought he was going to be the offensive play caller for the New England Patriots, do you think he leaves to be an understudy of, of Josh McDaniels? Do I think uh, if he was going to be – well, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. If What do you mean by understudy? Would he have been an offensive coordinator with McDaniels? Well, because people are going to view the success of the Raiders' offense as an extension of the head coach, similarly to how they viewed the Patriots with Belichick and the defense when he arrived after being with the Jets and the Giants. But I think McDaniels would have made him OC there. Right. Where so Bill, my point, Bill was not going to give him that no, title. No, that's the whole point of the process. If Bill was going to name Nick Cayley the offensive coordinator of the Patriots – Yep. 
would he have attempted to leave to join the Vegas Raiders? Probably not. So that's the whole conversation. You're muddying the waters once again. He wasn't given that different. position right. because, as Tom Curran put it, he was potentially going to leave after a season, which is why we have Matt Patricia here. Yeah, I mean, it's a fair criticism if you think Kaylee's good and is going to be the no, next. I have no idea. I'm just saying that the thing that you're saying that is nonsensical, that the reason why they didn't contact Bill O'Brien was for fear of him leaving after a season, has already been presented as evidence in the Kaylee case. So Not really, that's totally different. Can you agree that Kaylee is unproven and Bill doesn't like to give titles to guys right away? Of that's course, kind of been his MO. Of course he's unproven. Of course. I I'm saying this because I don't know what I've never I couldn't tell you Nick Kaylee from Bill O'Brien. I've never seen the guy in my life. I don't know who he is, what he's done, how smart he is. I am simply saying that to use that as the foundation to which you are making coaching staff decisions on is wrong. But but I I don't I don't get why you're not seeing this. Breer is reporting Belichick didn't give Kaylee the position, not because he was afraid he wouldn't leave. That's just the way he works. He doesn't give young guys clarity like that. So why is Tom Curran saying that he wasn't going to be given the job because he was going to leave? Do you think Tom Curran's making that report up out of whole cloth? I don't think he's making it up. I think he, he, that he he was presuming putting two and two together. That's the way he pieced it exactly. together. Exactly. And so he wouldn't allow Kaylee to leave, which to me is laughable because if he's not if he was going to get a promotion, I thought you were able to leave no matter what. So it, it this whole situation is just simply an extension of the conversation that Matt Patricia is here. And by the way, Joe Judge, where did he come from when he joined the squad with the Patriots coaching staff? This past year, the New York Giants? No, no, no. When he first came to the Patriots. Oh, good question. I don't know. Uh, Alabama. He was poached from Nick Staben's staff at Alabama, just like Vinny Cesare and a couple other people have been. Um, after how many years? <laughs> I don't know, Ken. I haven't looked up his whole bio, but he came from Nick Saban's staff. Three years. He was a special teams assistant there for three years, and then he came to New England. That's different than after one year grabbing a guy and uprooting an offensive coordinator. But that, never, that conversation never occurred. It never right. even was floated by Bill right. Belichick. Because he has said in the Saban documentary... Ken, you're using one sentence in one conversation in this yeah, documentary. Yeah, it's an actual quote from Bill, which we know... It's like an ethos. It's a belief of him he and Saban, his buddy. Bill and Josh McDaniels are tight. Josh poached several people from his staff. Maybe he's secretly upset about that. On, in front ups- of the cameras, they were fine. I grant you that. I mean, he's been blessing him left and right. When Mangini left, did you see any of that? Well, Mangini... Figured but, him before Spygate. Before that. Oh, I don't know. No. He was he was blocked out of the building with his key card. <laughs> Maybe McDaniels is too. What are you talking I mean, also blocked out of TB12. I mean, th- th- this conversation is simple. We believe Matt Patricia is in over his head as the play caller of the Patriots. It certainly looks that way right now. Okay, and he's in that position because his number one selling point, or number two, his biggest selling points are loyalty and that he's not going to leave. Both are. But those. I don't even know if he's not going to leave. You don't think he'll get another job somewhere else? <laughs> what? Patricia might go somewhere else. As a head coach? He's certainly not going to be coaching here for free for the rest of his life, which he's basically doing now. When his current Lions contract ends, he's going to want another gig, right? Or at least a, a gig here of some uh, dollar figure. I, I, I do not believe that there is I don't think he's going to get a head fear. coaching job. There is no fear that Bill Belichick is losing sleep at night because Matt Patricia may leave. <laughs> for, the reason Kaylee, this point. The reason Kaylee and O'Brien, at least in part are not here is because of fear of having to replace them. So your whole theory that Patricia was here for just a year. Well, I still, I'm still holding on to that. I cannot believe that. I cannot believe that Bill 
refused to call O'Brien because he was afraid he would leave after a year. That's that doesn't make sense to me. Well, but, but Breer's reporting it. I grant. And has that. anybody come out and said inaccurate, wrong? Just like with Robert Kraft this past weekend, we all know that it was from ownership. They knew the intricate details about the cap figures of all these receivers within that story. And there's no quote, but does anybody dispute it? No. So then why do you accept that on face value but not this? It's only been a week. I want to give it another week. Let's give it to week eight, like my Hoyer report. 617-779-7937. The other big story of the week was Dante. Great get by you. Coming on the morning show and trying to calm everybody down. Mac is an above-average quarterback. They can run the football. It's only week one. I would like to hold on to that for the weekend. And you think they'll win tomorrow? Oh, totally. They, they, they are not going to lose this game. First of all, they don't really lose in Pittsburgh in general. Mitch Trubisky blows. people. This guy tweeted at me last night. Sometimes social media makes me laugh. But he's like, Curtis. Explain to me why you don't think Mitch Trubisky is a good quarterback. It's like, I don't know. I have functioning eyes. I well, the have... biggest problem there, my buddies in Pittsburgh tell me, is the O-line. They are a total mess. Well, so Trubisky has no time. I, and... think, I think we were a week late, or at least speaking for myself, I was a, I was a week I'm sorry, I was a week early on my Judon Barmore domination prediction. <laughs> That'll be this week. Well, Dietrich Wise last week. Yep. <clears throat> but, uh, by the way, I still think Max better than Tua. Like two, the, the Dolphins' offense was putrid. I mean, well, they weren't great, and they've got Waddle and, and they Tyree, have far more talent, far more talent. Like if, if you give Mac that offense, yeah, there's no way that if you switched quarterbacks in that game, I'm sorry, if you switched skill position players in that game, the Patriots blow them out. Yep. And, so and McCourty should have had that interception. My God, I mean, not his fault, but like that's. <laughs> You know, uh, what is that? Uh, what's the score in that at that point? It's fourth quarter, right? That right. was toward the end of the game. That, you know. It was a brutal drop. Should have been a, ter- should have been a pick. Yeah. But two is 4-0, and, and the numbers speak for themselves. All right, let's go to our buddy Paulie in the truck here on the Belichick situation. Biggest stories of the week with the Pats. How are you, Paulie? Hey, I could be better. They're just going to have to hand the, the keys to Max Jones, get the people on the field, his, his favorite formations, and what have you. You know, like uh, – like back in the day, we saw on film our blood so we'd be talking to Brady in the um, you know the, the preseason, saying, "Yeah, you just want to get on TV because the, the formation of the plays that Brady liked." That's what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to kind of because Patricia's in over his head right now. He really is. Can he learn the learn? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think he'd ever be able to reach the pinnacle because he's a meathead. You got a meathead. You got a lineman. <laughs> Who doesn't have a true understanding of skill positions and what it takes to win, what it takes to play? Well, and some linemen sort of make good coaches, bet. though. I mean, Andy Reid's yeah, just not. Calling. He's not built Mike Tice? for it. You know, he's he's a tra- he's a trench guy. You don't put a trench guy coaching the skill positions. It's not, that's why when Belichick's been trying to pick, pick skill guys, it's never really worked. So um, he's in over his head. How long do you give him? I give him. I want to see. As uh, I'm going to borrow a line from um, DJ Bean said, I got to see baby steps. I got to see progress there. I can't see a regression, and I'm going to give him till till Thanksgiving for Patricia to uh, figure this thing out. Where you know Mac doesn't have to call every game and set every game plan to all work. You know what I mean? But well, I don't good. think I it's mean, ever going to happen. Then they're going to have to start make heads are going to have to start to roll if the, if the Patriots ain't rolling by that point. All right, Paulie. Thanks for the call. You give him the Thanksgiving. God, you were generous compared to the uh, well, callers that I heard this or week. Compared to the owner. Or compared to the owner. I mean, you're one weekend. Just demanding he play a guy. And I always love getting into the psychology of all the parties. So you're Bill Belichick, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you sit at home and, and you look at what Foxborough looks like today and what it looked like when you arrived in 2000. 
and you sit back and think of the billions that have been generated by the success on the field of your football team, and after one week, you're at your low point, right? I mean, as he said, that it hasn't been that thin around here, and this certainly isn't. The owner of the team sits up in his literal ivory tower and says that we need to play born more without understanding the full dynamics of the situation. And last week, dead wrong again, Ken. If you weren't my boss, I'd be mean to you. <laughs> dead wrong again when I was explaining to you the, the politics of the Belichick-Shaughnessy interview. That was a middle finger to the ownership group. Shaughnessy is how, hated how, by the crowd. How'd that work? Shaughnessy just wrote bills on the hot seat. If you read the if you read the column, it's not exactly like that. He basically explained why he thought he would do it, and he said you have to start winning, Bill. It was kid gloves for Shaughnessy. And within the picking up the pieces story, there's like two paragraphs on TB12 being in Florida school systems. So not exactly. A <laughs> well, the headline is Bill Belichick is on the hot seat. That's you, that's. I mean, have you been in this for a long time, Ken? People don't read the story; they just read the headlines. Right, and and guess what? What they read wasn't written by Dan Shaughnessy. Uh, I don't know. You think Shaughnessy writes his own headlines? Of course not. I'm sure he does. <laughs> All what does every columnist who's ever written in a newspaper say? I don't know. That'd be surprising if he has no input on his headline at this point. Columnist <laughs> emeritus—that's the thing people read the most. Shaughnessy files his column in the third quarter and is oh. getting bombed by five. Stop that. I mean, the, now, we have the Breer audio. Can we hear the Breer um, report? But on you the, agree with me, so now in hindsight, this is a tête-à-tête. That Bill did the interview with Shaughnessy as a shot at Kraft? Of course. I, I don't know. He, not not everything is blue, a conspiracy. It's not a conspiracy. Dan Shaughnessy is despised by the ownership group. I said this last Saturday. You poo-pooed it, and it's all anybody talked about this week. I think he did the interview to get the message out that he it was going to be a long process. Agree. And who did he choose to get the message out with? The number one columnist in town. Who is despised by his ownership group. He could have gone to Curran, who is kind of Switzerland with all this. You could do, I would have done Reamer. I mean, save that drop. I mean, there's there's a million different people you could have sat down with. All right, here can we hear Albert Breer? I want his side of the story. That's it's, called a pivot, Nick. I don't agree. We disagree. Agree to disagree. Here's okay. here's Albert Breer. Coincidental. I think there's definitely some questioning league-wide, as there is in the Patriots locker room, over what they've been doing over the course of the last six months and how they went about replacing Josh McDaniels. And to me, I mean, this really comes down to the two guys who I think would have been the best candidates to replace Josh McDaniels. One's Bill O'Brien. My understanding is Bill O'Brien would have been amenable to coming back here. He separated his from his family now living in Tuscaloosa while they live in Houston. But he was going to let Bill and Nick handle this. And ultimately, Bill didn't want to bring Billy O'Brien back because he was afraid he might lose him after a year. The second guy is Nick Cayley, who's the tight ends coach. He's still in-house. But, you know, he's been the one who's had to explain the offense, basically teach the offense to a lot of people inside that building. But he doesn't have a contract passed this year. In fact, my understanding is one of the reasons he didn't sign an extension is because he couldn't get clarity on his role. And now it's the same thing as it was with O'Brien, where because Bill Belichick doesn't know whether or not Nick Cayley's going to be here past this year, he doesn't want to have to go through the process of replacing him if he were to leave after the year. So that's how you get to the point where you have two guys in Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, who I think are really good football coaches. In those positions, do you think Bill Belichick feels comfortable? Those guys right, are going to be good. here that's past good. 2020. Yeah. Now, that, the music is entertaining. NBC Sports Boston, Albert Breer. I mean, so that is exactly what I quoted him as to say earlier this week. Yeah, he kind of, yeah, he did get there at the end, I guess. It is strange. Well, I heard him. He re, that wasn't, I heard him with Trenny, but he said the same report, but it was, his voice was a little better and there was no music behind it. But Nick Cayley is teaching Matt Patricia the offense. 
but because he might leave or demand more money, he's not coaching Mac Jones it. It's actually more of a money thing to me. But I mean, Ken, he, but just no, focus no, on no, that. This is, your, this is your ultimate thing, that Belichick's cheap. Shouldn't you use that as your ammo? I don't care about any of that. I'm well, now you don't care about that. No, I'm trying I do. to make your point. I, I, believe me, I'm, ha- I'm doing a fine job of making my own point. Bill's cheaping out with Kaylee. He doesn't want to give him a title. He doesn't want to give him the oh, money. Of course. So right. he's getting free labor out of him. But he's, he doesn't want to do that because, most importantly, he doesn't want to devote time and money. Right. And I'm saying that the coinciding points of this story is that there is time involved and work for him to get someone else up to speed. I don't know how you're Nick Cayley and you're, you're teaching Matt Patricia and Joe Judge the offense instead of coaching it to Mac Jones. So you're playing telephone from Cayley to Patricia to Jones. Yeah. Instead of grooming this guy who Bill did a great job with Josh, did a great job with Bill O'Brien groomed these coaches you have a young up-and-coming guy to the point where McDaniel's first choice to bring with him to the Vegas Raiders was Kaylee but instead you have him in the shadows here so that you have Patricia calling the plays in this clunky thing like if for no other reason the most important asset at one Patriot place on the field is Mac Jones there isn't a close second he is in a developmental phase of his NFL career and instead of putting in the best person in that job of offensive coordinator the second most important job of any coaching staff in the NFL now, you decide to bring in two guys to do one job while you're having the guy that understands the offense teach it to them before and after practice. That is such a bad idea. And it's now reached ownership, and Kraft appears to be losing faith in Bill in terms of his job running the organization, not really coaching on the field, but this is sort of coaching on the field. What, whatever happened to do your job, right? That's what the, that was the, the hallmark of this organization for two decades. Well, reason- Patricia has a job. He just he's not capable of doing right. the job it, yet. Instead of Kaylee's job being to teach the offense that he understands front and back to the quarterback, he's teaching it to a coach to teach it to the quarterback. Now, one guy was optimistic this week, just one, and that was Dante. I want to play a little of Dante next, who was on with you on the Greg Hill Show. And I would like some calls of slivers of hope, any optimism. Is there anything about the Patriots in week one you felt good about or feel like you can believe they can turn a corner here. Is this not as are we overreacting? Is it not as bad as it seems here on this beautiful Saturday morning? Did you week? believe that this is how it might end with Bill just no being around with the coaching staff or like, getting fired before he like catch Shula? I did, mean, did you believe that? But it's these are such self inflicted wounds. We know great Patriots teams. David Tyler, drag me back in the negativity. No, I'm just explaining this to you. The, the great teams, right? The Patriots could have feasibly won nine championships, right? If not for the Tyree catch, the Manningham grab. Brady's fumble. Yeah. Brady's fumble, his horrible play in that Super Bowl. That's how close it is. Every game is a couple plays. And in, in the area you control everything, being the coaching staff, where you can provide as much support and assistance as possible, you have muddied the waters to this extent. Like, it, it just seems so counterintuitive. But not all is lost. 617-779-7937. We are on to Pittsburgh. Chance at a one and one record after all this. If they win tomorrow, I want some. I want some glimmers of hope, please, and I'll give you a few of mine. It's Kenny Curtis from the Ford Clubhouse Fenway Studio.
When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We're back, Ken and Curtis on WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. Wiggy yesterday said again, Mac Jones is average. You, you just to be clear, you disagree. Yeah, I do. I do disagree. I don't think he's an average quarterback. I think he's above average, and I, I would, I think he has a good high ceiling. Is he going to be Patrick Mahomes? No. Is he going to be Tom Brady? Certainly no one's Tom Brady. But, you know, hey, look, it. I think he can be a really good quarterback in the National Football League who when he has, you know, all the tools around him, all the weapons around him, I think he can be really good. I'll take Skarnecchia on with the Greg Hill Show this week. He certainly has some tools around him. No, when he has some tools. Oh, yeah. Good. I get it. Ken and Curtis here from the Florida Clubhouse Fenway Studio. There's one reason to be optimistic. You've got Dante Scarnecchia saying you've got an above-average quarterback. Uh, granted, not a virtuoso performance last week. Not really about Mac, but then again, I would like to see him see the blitz a little bit coming from the blind side, and I would uh, prefer to see him, um, you know, I, I think he the pick, I guess, is not his fault, but he's, tr- you know. It was it, it, I, this that game, and I'll I'll say it again, was nowhere near on Mac Jones. There were about twenty people ahead of him, yeah. but that decision was not a good decision. The interception it could have been a flag easily, you know, it was tipped, anything like that. But you just don't go after Howard in that spot, especially when Hunter Henry and other guys were available. Unfortunately, it was what I thought was going to happen the other way. I thought Devontae Parker was going to have a huge week and be the star and the story of the game. Instead, they threw to him a couple times. That was one. It didn't go well. And he was a non-factor, and he played every snap, and Bourne never got on the field. Right. And I, I recognize how spoiled we are watching, whether it was Josh or, you know, with Tom. And even, you know, it seemed last year there was a rhythm with Josh and Mac at certain points, and especially in that mid-part against the Titans and the Browns. It just feel it felt in the first game like, okay, on this play, we're going to try and get it to Janu. Okay, on this play, we're going to go to Aguilar. Like, it didn't feel like we're going to do this play. And he, these are, you know, the best open, the, your favorite receiver is the open one. 
you know, it felt very uh, methodical. Oh, totally. It was, and, it was a grind. And, and disjointed. So, obviously, you anticipate that after everything we had heard. You know, I stupidly thought that there would be more there there than what had met the eye in the preseason. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we had nothing to go off. They barely played in the preseason, and you just felt, okay, Bill must be, Bill's confident. They left it on the practice field. We'll see something better when it starts. Right, and, you know, with Bill Belichick, it's almost like, you know how they say never meet your star? Like, I never want to meet Ted Sarandis, even though I already did. <laughs> but, like, we're kind of getting to know Bill in a way that we have never before. Mm-hmm. Because there were all these other parts to them that was that either masked or he's at a certain point where it's like, I just always believed in my gut that Bill was the most competitive coach in sports, that he was cutthroat. He would do anything to kill you. And now that it was almost entirely on Bill... He's the biggest star in Foxborough by a wide margin. He is, as Reamer notes in this week's uh, media column with uh, Seth Wickersham, great stuff with Alex this week, that he's the brand of the Patriots. If Bill leaves, who are they, right? So I thought even more so you would see him coming up with things, engaged. You know, we saw in the joint practice he was coaching uh, coaching the offense, and I got excited, like, all right, the best coach of all time is coaching offense. That's good news. For whatever reason – there's been the OTA cancels, the lack of double sessions, you know, the, whatever the approach has been, it's not at all reflected what I thought he would do given what was at stake. He's actually in a good mood. Even this week he was smiling, you know, at the Friday press conference with right. media. So he's taking a kind of a different light And he got approach. James a onesie. I mean, <laughs> the guy's going crazy. All right, now I promised reasons of hope. Yep. So before I rattle off my list, we've got some calls on this. So I want to get the caller's thoughts. We need, uh, you know, it's the start of a beautiful Saturday. This is the final summer weekend in New England. People want to feel good. They don't want to focus on the negative of the week. So let's go to Joe in the car to set us off on the right foot this weekend. Hi, Joe. How are you? I'm fine this morning. How are you, gentlemen? Not too bad. From the standpoint of slivers of hope, uh, you know, uh, Matt Patricia does not swim at the shallow end of the gene pool. He's a pretty smart guy, except for the fact that he wore that that T-shirt mocking the commissioner getting off the plane. (laughs) But the thing is that I think if anyone is likely to figure it out, from a tutorial standpoint, he's probably the guy. And okay. everybody who criticizes him uh, and his uh, his fellow who just got here from uh, from New York, all of those people who failed, including including the gentleman who went to Denver, they all went to those places and tried to turn on the Patriot way, so to speak, as far as discipline is concerned. Now, you can no. point out the fact that Dayball, Dayball is... Uh, successful in the Giants area, but where did he start? He started here before he went to uh, Buffalo. Well, on that same note, Josh McDaniels was 6-0 and when he got to Denver. It wasn't exactly successful. I wouldn't go crazy about Dayball after one win, although it was a good one. But, Joe, you seem like a very smart man, and I'm not saying that to be flip. So do you think you could coach? Careful. I graduated from BC about 20 I, years before you, okay? Uh, I don't get in I, I'm telling you, you this I, I, in all sincerity. I'm saying this. You seem like a smart guy. Could you coach the Patriots offense? Could I coach the Patriots offense? No, but like you right. guys who who all have an opinion on how to do it, could you coach the offense? Of course not. I, I just know okay. exactly what the Patriots are doing, which is they are stifling the guy that knows the offense because Bill doesn't want to have to replace the most talented person at the position after a season. So they're having the guy that knows the offense coach the coaches that are coaching the offense. Well, you know, uh, okay, much of that, from your uh, perception, is hypothecation. You know, 
Uh, Teddy Brewski has a uh, habit of saying, based on what? Okay, and you are just doing this on your impression, not next. Nope, I'm doing it on reporting of the team. Reporting uh, of the, the team. Okay, We're supposed okay, to be optimistic here. This is supposed to be hopeful. Could you let Joe be hopeful? And, you know, uh, you give the guy 15 minutes? Uh, oh, All right, we're up against the clock. Sorry, Joe. It's hard to do a hope segment with you. Uh, you, you ever notice that? Well, it's just the guy's smart. We all know he's a rocket That's scientist. That's a fair point. He might figure it out. It's X's and O's. He'll figure that part out. So why didn't he in Detroit? He wasn't the play caller. This is calling plays. He's not a people person. We've seen that. It, it Does it concern you that he won as many games with Matthew Stafford as Dan Campbell has with Jared Goff? Yes, but he's not required to do that here. He's required to have a play sheet and get plays in that work in a artistic fashion. I will agree, but there's a lot of science behind it. I think that's a good point. Now, more hope uh, calls on the way and my list. And, and actually, Curtis thinks they'll win tomorrow. Which is a curse because yes, both I have five win. reasons why the Patriots win tomorrow. Well, we thought they win last week, so that. Oh, but I'm due. We're both owing one. That uh, is Kenny Curtis. Why? Why? If you why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet uses during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.